Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Crack and One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crack and Win Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. All right, and welcome to another new episode of Two Player Bros. Uh, this is a post game presented by Two Player Bros with me, Mike, and starring, co starring uh, the original Two Player Bro, Player Two, Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good today. How are you? Awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. That's All right. Good, Alex is getting uh, a little spooky because uh, we're playing a spooky game. Spooky. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Phasmophobia, a newer game came out in September, I believe, by Kinetic Games, which is really just one dude, which is pretty Indeed. impressive. And it has overtaken uh, Twitch streams, Twitter. It's been the best selling game for, from Steam for two weeks in a row, uh, even beating games like Among Us and pre sales for games like Cyberpunk. So it's a pretty impressive game. It's a horror game, but it's a interesting, very unique co-op horror experience. Uh, and we're going to talk about Indeed. playing the game and what it's like. And Alex, since you are level like one million in that game, <laughs> why yeah. don't why don't you tell us a little bit about what Phasmophobia is? So to start off. I've been looking for a good co-op horror game for years, like years. And nothing's really scratched that itch that's like creepy, but also fun for multiple people. But this is this is it. This is it. So Phasmophobia, you're a ghost hunter. You get assigned missions by some 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 dude. You know, you don't know who it is. It's like some guy's like, hey, I got some missions for you. You're like, all right, cool. Give me some missions. So you get a house. And uh, you spawn in in this van, and um, you get some some objectives. So the main there's always one main objective. You have to figure out what kind of ghost you're dealing with. And every other the three other objectives you get are, are random. But yeah, you always have to figure out the ghost because that's what you are. You're a ghost hunter, and you're not trying to like defeat the ghost or anything. Literally, you're doing research. Figuring out the ghosts, doing your objectives, and then you're getting out of there. So I don't know if any of you listening have ever played uh, 
what was that game on GameCube with the sanity that I love? That I can't Eternal Darkness. Right yeah, Eternal Darkness. There is sanity meter in this too, which is awesome. Um, kind of like Visage. Also, if anyone's ever played Visage, but basically, um, you go in the house, and the first thing you need to do is figure out what room you go in, or what room the ghost is in, rather. And you do that with a some some equipment that you you know you probably seen on a bunch of common ghost hunting TV shows. You have your EMF radar, you have your little radio. You can talk to the ghost. A UV light, which you could use to detect fingerprints and footprints, and uh, what they call a uh, spirit book, spirit writing book, where you can put that down. The ghost can write in it. But um, it's not like a lot of these other horror games that just have cheap jump scares. There actually isn't really much in the way of jump scares. Even when the ghost gets you, it's not really so much of a of a jump scare. But like you know, you get the fear of the sense of dread as the ghost is coming at you, and uh, you know you hear a loud heartbeat. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the basics of it. So it's kind of like a ghostly horror version of Clue in a way. Narrowing yeah. down your options and figuring out what kind of ghost you're dealing with. I would definitely, yeah, I'd definitely say it's a strategy game. Also, it's a horror strategy game. If I had to, like, say a genre, that's a good way to put it. And I just, yeah. I love the fact that it's co-op. I love the fact that mm-hmm. it's all these players playing together. And usually, when you have multiple players, you would think, which is why a lot of horror games are single player. Like it tones down the scares, but I think it just mm-hmm. makes them worse or better. Like it just like you're sharing in the horror and playing with multiple people doesn't take it away, which I think makes it nope. very unique. Yeah. And if you're, if you're uh, using the actual in-game chat, which you should, instead of doing discord, it's really cool in the sense that, you know, you have to be kind of close to your character or to each other to hear each other, or you have to use your radio. But now there's the thing. If a ghost is actively hunting you, you can't use the radio. And we, we experienced that when we played together. Because I never did. Uh, I always used Discord until the time we played together, and it's actually really cool that you know if if you're kind of split up in whatever map you're in, and the ghost starts hunting, it's just static. You can't talk to each other. So that's kind of like another layer of dread. Like you just really feel alone when you know your your radio goes out and the ghost is coming at you. You can't be like, "Oh, Mike, are you okay? Are you okay? Where are you?" It's like you're you're it. It's just you. Just you and the ghost trying to hide from it. I love that. When you and I were playing, um, and you and I and your friend Chris were playing, and we, you know, the ghost would attack, so our radios would go off, and we'd be like, all right, Alex, are you alive? All right, Chris, are you, Chris, Chris, Chris? Yep. We found Chris's dead body on the floor. It just adds, like you said, it's this dread. It's this, oh my God. Like, you close the door, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, a ghost isn't that close to me. They're not not near me. And then you find somebody else's dead body, and you're like, oh man, I just could have died. You hear the footsteps outside the rooms you're hiding in, too. The heartbeat, oh, the breath creepy. on your neck. The sound in the mm-hmm. game is awesome. I love the fact that you go from your van, uh, which is quiet. You go outside, and it's all right. As soon as you enter the, the asylum or the school or the house, wherever you are, you get this room tone that just automatically puts you on edge. Yep. But I just think the sound design in the game and, is, is uh, fantastic. It is. Again, by one person. And it's worth mentioning, too, that it's also in virtual reality. Um, mm-hmm. So you, if you 
you know, if it's not scary enough, just playing on a monitor, you put a headset on it, you feel like you're there. And it just gets 10 times scarier. I mean, I was playing in the, uh, there's a high school map. And I was playing in that with three other people. They were all on desktop. I was in VR. And as soon as we entered the school, the door, the front door to the the school just closed on me, leaving me inside and everyone else outside. And the lights are just flickering. My flashlight can't even see it all the way down the hallway. So I just see like this black void in front of me while the lights are flickering in front of my face. Nowhere to hide. It's like, oh God. And then the door, the door locks too. When there's a hunt, you can't open the door to the outside. So uh, if you can imagine that like in like sort of in VR, which is very realistic, it's really creepy. I had goosebumps up and down my body. Oh yeah, I love the ghost hunts are some of the best part of the game. So as your sanity drops, by being in darkness or experiencing too much of the haunting activities, which should just be things falling or lights flickering on and off. Uh, the ghost can go into hunt mode where you're, all the lights turn off, your flashlight turns on and off, and you've got to run and hide from the ghost in a small room and close the door or it can mm. come and kill you. And those are some of the most intense parts of the game where you're running, trying to find another door. <laughs> I love the moments where I was playing with you and you're looking... You're ahead of me, so you're looking behind me, and the ghost is right on my back, and I just keep hearing yep, Michael, footsteps Michael, and breathing. Just and it's like, just don't look back, Mike. Just keep going. Just keep going. And I don't even know what's just behind going. me, and yep. I've got to keep moving. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Uh, I we were playing with uh, my fiance Elise, and one of my favorite moments was when she was talking. You asked her if she was scared, and she goes, eh, "It's not that scary when you can't walk that move that fast because you can't walk slow in the game." And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, me and her are up in this cabin and we're watching this bathroom where the ghost is supposed to be haunting in that room. You've gone to get a video camera, I think. And we're just watching. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden the lights flicker and this drippy, gross ring, like ghost child starts crawling on the floor from the bathroom after us. Just, you see her out of the corner crawling around the door frame and Elise just goes, Nope. Nope. And I just go, baby, you got to run. You got to run. And she tries to give me the controller. And I'm like, no, I got to live too. And she goes, all right, I'm, I'm out. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and uh, the ghost yep. actually ended up going after me, which is weird because she was behi- right behind me. Uh, and I got murdered. But these, that, those moments where it's just yeah. like this dread followed by this just, it wouldn't even be the worst jump scare if you weren't so filled with the fear of dying all the time in the game. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. It's not just like a blah in your face jump scare. It's like, oh, God, there's a freaking monster ghost thing and it's coming right for me. And I'm so slow. <laughs> it's like I need to get away from it. But like it's I'm so slow. That's the thing. It's like and I both hate and love so that about crazy. the game is that you can't run. You can walk mm-hmm. or walk slightly faster. <laughs> and it really adds yep. to that dread. The other thing is, before the ghost even appears to attack you, it can just appear as a shadow form out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean, it had jumped, it had appeared a couple times, but the worst time I saw you and I were playing in the high school, and I walked into the class, you were investigating a classroom. I was coming back with smudge sticks or some kind of crucifix or some ghost warding thing. And I was like, Where are you? Oh, it's this room. And I saw something walk across the classroom. And I figured, Oh, that's got to be you. And then you were in the opposite corner of the classroom doing something, positioning a camera. And yep. I was like, oh, shit, I just saw the ghost. Oh, shit, I just saw the ghost. And it put me on edge that entire mm-hmm. rest of the game. And we never even saw the ghost the rest of the game. And even that was just like, 
Ooh, calm down, Mike. <laughs> yep. So a phantom can actually make itself look like one of the players. I don't know if you even knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. So, phantoms are supposed to be the easier type ghost, right? Well, phantoms are like drop your sandy a lot. I know are they the ones that drop your sandy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like level 130 something. And I still yeah, you should know this, man. Should be yeah, player. yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> Looking at his phantom will considerably drop your sanity. So, so that's the thing. Like you'll see, like you'll think you're seeing me, and you're like, "Oh, Alex," and then you'll hear my voice from like the other. I'm like, "What?" And you'll be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's not Alex." But and if you look at it, you're gonna lose your sanity, but it's gonna look like you know the other player. Oh, it's, like, uh... <laughs> it's so creepy, so, and the way the game recycles the maps are so cool. Uh, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, there's multiple versions of the suburban house, multiple versions of the cabin. Uh, I assume multiple versions of the asylum and school, but I'm not really sure about that. No, just so, multiple versions of the cabin. Not, not yet anyway. Um, so in terms of maps, there's, I believe, three street houses, two farmhouses, which are the cabins you're talking about, a uh, high school and an asylum. And currently he's working on a prison and there's actually posts on his Twitter feed that he just released some early screenshots of the prison, which is really cool. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a medium sized map like the high school. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And in terms of content, he hasn't really re- like added much since the game has been in early access, but he's been bug fixing like crazy. And that's, that's key. Like, I like that when, when a developer is just fixing the bugs in the game and not like, oh, I need to just like slam all this content in it, but like make the game glitchy. I'm looking at you, Ark. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, he actually really, he really cares about it. Uh, I'm hoping that he takes his fame and fortune from this game and um, hires a team that can work on it because there's a lot of potential with this game and I think it's just too much for one person. Yep. So I feel like he needs to just have his ideas and get like a hire a really good team and just get all his ideas out into this game because it is so good as it is right now. And in early access with a single person, if he had a good team backing him, it, it just could be something really amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's something I mean, it already that, is, but it could be even more. It's a three month old game. And oh, thank you, baby. Beer delivery. Uh, it's a three-month-old game. Mine's empty. Uh, I'll get you some more. <laughs> it's a three-month-old game. It keeps bug fixing, which is great because the base game is already so fun to play. There's already enough content there, mm-hmm. especially for a scary game, that, that you want to keep coming back. And it's a unique experience every time. I mean, four or five different maps, but also five or six different ghosts, always in a different position. You've got multiple objectives all the time. It really plays almost like a game of service mm-hmm. in terms of there's also weekly and daily objectives you can achieve. I think where he needs help the mm-hmm. most is like you said, they're all unity. Uh, what did you, what, what are they? They're unity assets, unity assets. So unity they're not really assets. something that you can't find anywhere else. I think it would be really interesting if he could get someone on his team to make the character models, especially aren't that great. Like increase the character models. Mm-hmm. Um, Although most of the environments are pretty good, the houses are, the suburban houses are really, really well made. Some of the other yeah. models in the game 
can go from really detailed to not that great of detail. So I feel like if he can get help there and just get help on multiple yeah, maps. He, yeah, basically just like an art team. Because that's I don't I don't I mean I don't really I want to claim to know anything about the guy, but he he's he's a programmer and a game maker and he's got ideas, but I don't really think he's really an artist because he all the assets in the game are just bought from the store, even the maps. He didn't make the maps either. So if he can have a team that could really take his vision of what he would like the maps to to be. It, it that could get even crazier, and that's why like the maps have like all like a lot of different feels in them. Like the the street houses are vastly different from the the farmhouse because they're all assets made by different people just put onto the the Unity store that he purchased. Mm-hmm. As well as the the ghosts, the ghosts. Um, a lot of uh, feedback I've heard and seen on their his discord channel for the game is that the ghosts don't look like ghosts they look like zombies and that's literally because they're from a zombie pack on at, on unity you can find <laughs> the, the the pack of uh models he used and they're just it's from a zombie pack um so if you can get like artists there to actually make more ghostly looking um ghosts <laughs> they can still be creepy but no they they definitely don't really seem screaming ghosts but aside from, from from that, aside from like the artwork and everything, that's just Unity uh, assets. I mean, the, the base game is really strong. That's really my only criticism I have about the game. Is it's like all Unity assets, but it makes sense. You know, he's, if he's not an artist, he's not an artist. He, he's a programmer and a game maker. And he just took what he had available as a single person, you know, in front of him to make his his vision. And he sla- he put it together with these assets, and that's nothing bad. I mean, he paid for them. It's not like he's stealing artwork. He's paying right. the people who made all these assets. Um, and he he put them together and made an awesome game. Now, if he could just hire some of these artists to put his actual ideas in his head into the game, it'd be crazy. So in terms of the game, is there anything like any tool you'd like to see or any kind of added feature that you, you would wish comes out before uh, he releases the game fully that you'd like to see him add in early access? Yes. So me and a lot of people, I don't think it's enough to just find the ghost. Once you get to like my level, and I'm not even talking about just like character level, but like you play as much as I play it, Figuring out the ghost isn't that difficult anymore. Um, the difficulty really at that point is just doing some of the optional objectives, but still a lot of players want a way to exercise the ghost. Hmm. You know, you figure out all that and what the base game is right now is a good starting point for that, but we need a way to actually deal with the ghost. You know, it's one thing to figure out the ghost type. Now let's deal with it. I agree. We're just yeah. leaving this house haunted. <laughs> you know, you there's watch like, all these hey, ghost hunter shows. There's a there's <laughs> mm-hmm. and their whole their whole job is to get like, rid of oh. the ghosts for the family, not just go, oh yeah, there's ghosts. It's to try to finger like, oh, yeah, it's let's like, get oh, you got a banshee. <laughs> have, uh, mm, have fun. You got a banshee in your house that's uh hey, he murdered my coworker, but you know. You know it's a banshee. Now do it you will with that information. 
Yeah. And thanks for the money. You leave your dead body, the dead body of a coworker behind when you get in the truck and leave a match. <laughs> yep. So that's that's one that's a big thing that I would like in terms of smaller um additions to the game. I would like maybe some more ghost types and more ways to collect evidence. Because if you if you're gonna have more ghost types, you need more ways to collect evidence. Um maybe even then like right now to, to figure out a ghost you need three types of evidence and maybe you can add like a fourth along with different tools you could use. And I'm sure I'm sure he will do 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 things like that. The game is still early access. He's a single person working on it right now, but there's just a little bit more into the game for all of us in early access who've played the crap out of it. We need some something some more when it finally comes out <laughs> for it to feel like a more full game. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, more ghost types. I, I would love to see for a small thing, like a thermal camera, I think, because you always see that in shows like Ghost Hunters. And um, I've always thought it was creepy when they're just on the thermal cam and they can't really see around them. It really kind of closes your vision a lot. And then you just see something walk by you that's got some. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really creepy if you're playing the asylum. Or like, for instance, when you made me go check the basement all mm-hmm. by myself, being by yourself and seeing some kind of heat signature rock by you would be pretty creepy yeah so i was looking through uh discord in the in the game suggestions and someone had a really good suggestion and they had like a a gif of it that they made themselves um for when you you're getting low on sanity you just see random like shadows kind of like walk or run by really quick oh that'd be really cool yeah freak out that that's something that that is actually a really good idea there's only one sanity like effect aside from you know the ghost hunting you more um, when you're low on sanity and that is your light your flashlight will flicker and only you can see your flashlight flicker so you think there's a hunt but there's not really but there's just so much more i feel like they could add with low sanity and that's a really cool suggestion that that guy made that is true one of the few things that that the ghost does when it's not haunting you is it drops stuff down or quote-unquote throws stuff Mm -hmm but there's no sound to it and mm-hmm. everything seems like it weighs like a pillow. And I feel like that kind of takes away from the creep factor. Mm-hmm. Like I was playing around by myself to see how scary it was. And I was playing in the suburban house and pictures started falling off the wall, but they made no sound and they just had no weight that I was just like, okay. And I feel like yeah. shadows would absolutely make me turn the game off. Like that would just be playing by myself. I would be done. Yep. Or maybe the ghost i feel like the ghost needs to appear more because it does have a chance to appear outside of hunts and like you just stand there for like a few seconds and go away but i want it to like appear down a hallway looking at me or something for like just a quick second Mm -hmm. and then run off or something like that because the way it's programmed now the the ghost just kind of spawns like right next to you and does a creepy like then just like disappears the but I want him like crazy, at a distance, a lot. looking at me. No, I think it, that depends on the ghost. But no, it's a really good game. Definitely, it's a fantastic game. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best horror games I've ever played. And I mean, I only just started playing it like a week ago. But like, I wake up and I think, oh man! And you keep sending me all these gifts of like dirty water and like ghost hunting and stuff like that. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh man, I really want to play Phasmophobia right now. And oh yeah, I'm addicted to it. Yep. 
it's just so fun and it's so fun to play cooperatively and you you'd think being scared by yourself would be scarier but it's just as scary and being scared together is such a unique and i think more i don't know camaraderie isn't a word but it really kind of brings you together as a group more than just like a regular action game or regular co-op shooter is mm. uh being afraid together and and really yeah. wanting to stick to your teammate because it's like oh, I'm not going down the hallway alone. I'll come back to the truck with you. Yeah. I just I just love those moments mm-hmm. and even though it's five maps every time you play is so different. Every time's a memory and an experience and it's so good. I will say that yep. another thing that I would maybe fix would be or not fix but improve upon is that when a player dies they become a ghost. But other than maybe picking things up and moving them around a map to mess with people, there's not much you can do. And I know the developer has said that he yeah, wants I to, think he's gonna add add more. to that, but I would like to see either playable mm-hmm. ghost factions, like you can be the bad guy, which would make it more asymmetric, like a Jason game, or allow the ghosts to kind of be good ghosts that help you in some way. But just like we, when, uh, we were playing the mm-hmm. Asylum map, uh, your friend Chris died real quick. And I could just imagine how boring that would be for me to sit there just walking and not being able to do much. Yeah. Yeah. He he definitely said he wants to improve upon that. Um, I heard others, I don't, others kind of like speaking for him, so I don't know if he actually said it, but I, I, I've heard people say on the Steam forums that I guess he doesn't want to make it like an um, like a player versus player thing where players control the ghost. He said he might add that as a different mode later on, but um, he, he wants us to be like a co-op viewer together because he doesn't want just another dead by daylight kind of game. I'm cool with that. Kind of wants to keep it AI. As long as that um, player gets to do something. <laughs> no, I think, and and again with the. If you go on to the, the Phasmophobia Discord, you can see, like, he's taking he's always taking suggestions from people. And um, one of the suggestions that had a lot of upvotes was for dead players to be able to do things like speak on the radios that are left here at the houses. Ah, uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so you can kind of speak through the radios to your living, you know, the living, your living friends that you still have in the in the map. So you can't, because like at, right now, unless obviously, unless you're on like Discord or something, if you're just using the in-game uh, voice chat, you once you're dead, you can't communicate at all with the living players. So you can only just pick random things up and throw them at them. But if you could like talk through radios, even if it was really distorted, like in and out kind of thing, um, that'd be really cool. Even just to freak them out. <laughs> that would be awesome. I also, um, it doesn't add like much to it, but being able to see the ghost when you're a ghost, I think that'd be wandering around. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, you can see it when it materializes when you're a ghost, but yeah, you can't see it just like walking around. That'd be be really cool. I mean, that's the other thing I really like about this game. $14 for almost infinite replayability. Mm -hmm. It's, it might have just reused assets, not reused, but pre-purchased assets, but this game is quality. It's mm-hmm. a whole lot of fun. Um, easily portable to any console, playable outside of VR, in VR. I mean, this game, this guy had an idea that's perfect. And I guarantee you, as much money as... Yep. We, how much did we figure out he made, maybe? Like $6 million already? 
We did the math the other day. Uh, well, he had like, yeah, we did the math. Yeah, I know on Steam, I think the highest count of concurrent players, because Steam doesn't actually tell you how many like purchases the game has, but they they'll they'll show you how many concurrent players. And I think it was near the start. It was up to like like eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. Hold on. Let's, let's. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Six hundred seventy-three thousand players was the peak at a single time playing. You know, you multiply that by fourteen. How much the game is, and mm-hmm. then you just knock thirty percent off of that because that Steam's cut, and that's how much money this guy made himself. That's unbelievable. That's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but that's. I mean, hell, if the game awesome. was a dollar, that's already almost seven hundred thousand dollars. If it was a single dollar, but it's 14. So yeah, it's a lot. He made a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I'm just enough to hire a team. Please hire, right? please hire a team. Well, look at um, Mojang or Mojang, however you pronounce it. And mm-hmm. the money he made, he ended up getting a team. And then that team got bought by Microsoft. And look at how Microsoft or Minecraft began. And look at how much they've added to it. And I just... You mm-hmm. can add so much, maybe not a Minecraft level to Phasmophobia, but there's so much you can add to make it such a a more perfect game when it's already so good and so fun. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I highly recommend this game. I know you already highly recommend this game because you recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, I already have 76 hours in this game. And mm-hmm. I would like to have 76 hours in this game. <laughs> uh, it's really fun. You just got to play it by yourself a lot. Like I do. I can't imagine playing like the asylum or the, uh, the school by myself. Like the, even the, even I the only do house that very rarely. <laughs> I yeah, was, no, I usually just do that. The, the street houses or the farmhouses. So I will like rarely ever do the other ones. So I will say the one comment I have about the game would be that sometimes it gets a little boring. Like when I played by myself, I had a shade, which was a shy ghost, quote unquote, and it didn't do much. And my sanity rarely went down and it just took a while. Ended up being one of my last clues was ghost writing. And I put that book down right away and it took forever for this ghost to uh, Nancy Brown was her name Took forever for Nancy Brown, which, by the way, we should mention. I love that you have the ghost's name and you can call them by their name to piss them off. (laughs) But it took forever for this ghost, Nancy Brown, to write in the book. and what could have been a quick 10 minute round took about 25 to 30 minutes and the ghost never even once haunted me or appeared. And it was mm. just kind of like, uh, all right. I mean, it was still creepy the whole time. That's the thing but. too. I would say if you don't play on professional, you're not getting the, the best experience because of that reason, because I feel like it is a little slow because in professional, you lose your sanity at twice the rate. Oh, okay. I was wondering and, how I was still uh, so sane all the time. Because they turned the lights off on me. At yeah, constantly. if you're playing on... Mm, I mean, amateur, you have that five-minute window before anything even really starts happening where your sanity really starts dropping too much. And then professionally, you don't even get any window. Your sanity drops twice as fast. The ghost is a lot more active. Um, amateur is really just to get the strategy portion down. It's like really feel like or to know, to understand what you have to do, mm-hmm. but for the true like game experience, I would say just play professional. I'm not Even intermediate gets, it is a little slow. <laughs> yeah, I was playing intermediate yeah. when I was doing it, but I, I can't wait to jump back into the game. I really want 
although Elise was really scared of it. I think she had a good time. It was just too late for her to play it. But, <laughs> but really she like said she wasn't. I know. She was trying to put she on a She said she face. wasn't afraid at all. <laughs> That's why I never said that when I was playing. It's okay. <laughs> my wife, my wife won't even let me show her it. Aw. She doesn't like horror things at all. That's why I like that. I got to do this episode with you. She gets scared from Five Nights at Freddy's. Dave has crazy anxiety, so he'll literally turn the game off without even like quitting out of the game. He'll just shut the machine off. <laughs> so I know this is something I could never do uh, an episode with him. So maybe we'll have you on for all the... Everything spooky, we'll have you on. Because I know Visage just came out for Xbox. So when I get my Series X... Yeah, it was fully released for PC it. too. Yeah, so I think maybe we need to team up on a, a Visage team up in a couple of weeks or... We'll yeah, no, I won't play that game. I won't play that game by myself. That is the scariest game I've ever played. Really? Visage. As, as much as I hype this game up to be creepy, and even though I've played a few different really scary horror VR games, and I will have to say playing a horror game in VR is the best way to have a horror experience. Oh, yeah. Emily wants to play. Visage, which is not even... not that scary. Mm-hmm. You play it in VR, it's a totally yeah. different experience. Yep. Yep. And uh, they are, as, as far as I know, I mean, they, they passed the, the Kickstarter milestone uh, and, and promised that they would release uh, Visage VR. But, you know, even just playing just on a normal screen controller, mouse and keyboard, Visage is 100% the scariest game I've ever played and I refuse to play alone. All right. So new plan. All right. It's very scary. <laughs> I'll come over. I'll watch you play. Then you come over another day, you watch me play on the Xbox Series X, we'll compare the versions, and then we'll talk about the game on an episode. So scary. I, I still have only played the first chapter because I can't bring myself to play the second one without someone with me. That's interesting, because when you made I me play, I wasn't that freaked out by it, but I think we're both freaked out by different things in horror games. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this so isn't scary. about Visage, but they're both kind no, of. No, it's not. I'm just. But, both similar, hey, but it's yeah. a good segment. <laughs> get 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 your listeners excited. Absolutely. So a visage episode for is some, coming for some visage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just have to get Alex. But don't to, let that uh, take away from from this game. Because this is just single player. This is the amazing. This phasmophobia is the co-op, the co-op horror experience. And I literally mean the because I have searched and searched and I bought a bunch of different games on Steam that were supposed to be horror uh, co-op and nothing, nothing comes close to this. This is literally, and that's the reason I have so many hours in it is because you can, you can ask, you know, you know, the friends I usually game with, I've been looking for a co-op horror game. This is it. This is the co-op horror game, Phasmophobia. Absolutely. It's the only horror game that keeps the horror alive while you play with other players. Um, That's something that we talked about Mm -hmm. on the Resident Evil episode with um, me, Dave, and and Russ Lyman. That when you play the multiplayer portion of Resident Evil 3, it is no longer scary at all. It's just an arcade game. And and this is the only Mm -hmm. one that keeps up the spooks, or as spooks as we like to call it, (laughs) uh, when you're playing with other people. Getting spoopy. It's such a spoopy game, but it's perfect. It's fun. It's quasi realistic, I guess, because you're not using proton packs. You're just ghost hunters, like you see on taps. Only it's mm-hmm. super, super freaking scary, and tense, and fun, yep. and your heart's pumping 
and you got goosebumps and you're laughing at the same time because you're playing with other people. Like it might be scary, but it's so mm-hmm. funny at the same time that it's scary. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And you can, that can change. You could be just like laughing with your friends and all of a sudden it goes hunt starts and laughter immediately turns into fear. It's like, well, shit, you got to hide. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and that's another thing to touch upon too, is the ghost can hear you at mm-hmm. all times. The Even when you're not holding your, uh, yep. If you you say something, the ghost is hunting. You'd be like, Oh my God, he's over there. He's going to go after you or she. One of the scariest things I experienced in the game, which is again, I guess a glitch was you were too close to the corner of a wall in the farmhouse. So you clipped out of the uh, door mm-hmm. frame just enough for the ghost to see your shoulder. And I watched your body collapse like you had a heart mm-hmm. attack in front of me when we were hiding from the ghosts. And I was like, oh my God, what's yeah. going on right now? Because it was the first time like the haunting had happened that we played together. And I was just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh, such fun times. Yep. That, amazing that is definitely something he needs to fix is the, the clipping issue. <laughs> because you're supposed to be able to hide in lockers and things, but your body, you know, unless you're in VR and you're like making your arm stiff like that, you know, your your character's always like, you know, I got a pose. Yep. Going where your um your blims are always gonna like stick to your lockers and then they go and get you. So such such a good game. Again, it's a single person, so there's there's obviously bugs to iron out single person, early access, but damn it's good. Yeah. It's fourteen dollars, totally worth it. Play with other people. Uh, play in VR, play there, hope it comes to consoles if you're only a console gamer. But if you have a PC, it's not even that big a game. Just download it and try it out. Um, no, even if you have like a potato okay. computer, like you, you, you ran it on your Surface, which doesn't even have a dedicated graphics card. Right, my Surface was mad at me, but it played it. <laughs> it was definitely mm-hmm. hot afterward, but it did it. But you don't need much. You could run this game. If you even have like a medium gaming computer or a low-end gaming computer, you could run Phasmophobia. Which means that this guy could potentially port but it to even like Nintendo Switch. Like this game can be playable anywhere. Easily. Mm-hmm. This guy's yep. a genius. A genius. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So he's definitely poured his heart and soul into this game. And I that's just one thing. If If he randomly happens to listen to this podcast. Nanda Games, hire team. Also, we love you. For your we'll, ideas. We'll be your team. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I'll be a play tester. <laughs> you, you need an IT guy. Fly me out. But <laughs> I need a writer. <laughs> um, man, hire, hire a team. Get your ideas. Get your own artistic ideas out into your game. I would you very know, much like to see you have all these ideas and character models that are just I'm okay with the levels, but ghosts and character models that are his own to make mascots almost would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and not even that, even with the coding, it's gotta be a lot for one person. All the ideas, especially with how popular the game is and all the amazing ideas that that his his fans, your fans if you're listening, have given you. Um I know that there's a lot of things that you could put into this game and it's just so overwhelming, I'm sure, for one person. So hire a team. You can get this game to be even greater than the masterpiece that I feel like it already is. Correct. 
what, what's funny is I think this is one of the most unique and amazing games I've played in a long time. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to rank it with my games of the year, like final fantasy seven and stuff uh, this year, but some of my favorite games I've played in the last 10 years are this game and subnautica. And they're mm-hmm. both independent PC games, which is people that had a fantastic idea. And it just goes to show that it's the idea that matters, mm-hmm. not the graphics, not, yeah. you know, how much money you're putting into it. It's, the heart and soul and uniqueness that you put into it. Yeah. And um, it's funny you should say like game of the year is this as actually up for indie game of the year. He just announced it on Twitter today. So if you want to vote for this game, indie game of the year, go vote. I think I will. And anybody I'm definitely, should definitely I'm try to it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> this game is awesome. Yeah. For sure. Definitely deserves it. All right, bro. I think nope. we've talked enough about definitely. phasmophobia. <laughs> yeah, go go play it. Go play it. You, you've heard us talk about it. Now, now go play it for yourself. This is amazing. I don't want to ruin everything for you. Go, go play it. Get spooked, yo. Do it. <laughs> or uh, watch my stream. Ooh, and nice watch me play. segue. Where do we watch your stream, bro? You're getting those plugs in. You can watch <laughs> my stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash backslash forward slash forward slash backslash i always get them mixed up anyway slash evangelix a-v-e-n-g-a-l-e-x not evangelix like a lot of people like to say it's evangelix avengers all my pets are named after avengers characters okay and i'm trying to get more of a normal stream schedule that's actually going to be my new year's resolution i was heavily inspired by markiplier and his Unis Honest channel, which sadly was deleted this past week. Oh, he was um, the Unis Honest? Him and uh, Ethan from Crank Gameplays, two amazing, amazing only, entertainers and content creators. I only heard about um, it this last week. <laughs> you miss out because it was amazing and now it's gone. Damn. I Total. unfortunately missed like a month of it, which really annoyed me because obviously the channel's gone deleted dude yet all right i know this isn't the podcast for that but damn they had 1.5 million viewers on his final stream damn. where he deleted the channel on screen 1.5 so there's some tv series that don't get that many viewers for their season fina- series finales he had 1.5 million viewers on youtube as he deleted his channel that's your goal bro that's the goal yeah no that's not gonna happen but he did inspire me because, you know, he, he has his own channel. Ethan has his own channel, and they never stopped uploading there. And the fact that they got a video out every single day for Unis Honest really inspired me. So I'm going to try. The point is, I'm going to be trying to stream more. So shameless plug. You can find me at twitch.tv slash evangelix, where I will be playing a lot of Phasmophobia for, for now, um, as well as uh, older games, Diablo. I'm a huge ARPG fan, so Diablo. Fantasy Star Online. I still play it. There's private servers. You know, Cyberpunk when it games. comes out. Cyberpunk. Maybe, maybe not stream it. Lots we'll to see. That might be a game I'll, I'm going to enjoy on my own time. Gotcha. But I might, uh, I might hop into some of your phasmophobia streams as well. <laughs> yeah, I do love warrior games. I'm trying to branch out from just streaming Diablo. Um, so I'll probably be streaming a lot of phasmophobia with friends or by myself. Mondays and Wednesdays after seven, 
Eastern time. You can usually, you're going to try I'm going to try to keep that schedule. You find me there. I'm going to see if I can sneak Sundays into there, but I'm going to try to at least do Mondays and Wednesdays. Going forward. Awesome, bro. If you need another person, phasmophobia, let me know those days. I might be around. All right. Once we're done with this podcast, I'm playing. All right. I'll see if I can convince Elise to play around another round while she's not <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks for joining us. We'll be seeing no you problem, again, bro. probably for Visage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. I'm down for that. Been good casting with you again. It's been a while. And It has uh, been a while. Check us out. If you're listening, wherever you're getting your podcast, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Check us out at twoplayerbros.com. And as always, stay safe and keep on gaming.